Hey, everybody. Kevin Bergen here. Thanks for listening to The Main Ingredient this Remembrance Day weekend. Up later in the show are two young men who are the owners of Cordova Tapas and Wine on Albert Street in the Exchange District talking about what they do. And since November is Diabetes Awareness Month, Sobeys is having a diabetes wellness fair on November 17th that pharmacy dietitian Jessica Welichenko is here to tell us more about. Jessica, let's start by telling people what you do at Sobeys exactly. Yeah, I work at the store on Pemina Highway, and I work with the pharmacy team to deliver health and wellness solutions to all of our shoppers. Right, so you're here to talk about Diabetes Awareness Month, so maybe you can explain what that is. So November is Diabetes Awareness Month, and it's national across the country, and that's led by um, the leading diabetes organization, or Diabetes Canada. So it's really to bring awareness to uh, diabetes and how many people it affects, and really what's going on as far as the latest research and information on how someone living with diabetes could live healthy with the disease. Right. So why do you think an event like this is is important for, for, for diabetics? Well, I think a lot of people, whether they have diabetes themselves or not, know somebody who's affected by the disease. So it's just about building awareness and knowing that there are resources in the community and that people can come together for the greater good and learn more about what they can do to manage their diabetes or how to help a loved one who has the condition. Right. So I know that having a healthy diet is important for everybody, but especially important for someone who has diabetes. So maybe we can talk about that. Yeah. And when you look at a diabetes diet, you know, people who have diabetes always ask me that, like, what should I eat? Is there a certain diabetes diet? And to eat healthy for diabetes, it's just general healthy eating. So the same principles would apply for the general population, you know, balanced plate, balanced meals, getting a variety of different foods um, and keeping everything that you love in moderation. Day to day when you're working at the store, do you get a lot of people asking you questions about diabetes and other certain kind of diets for different ailments? A lot of questions about that. And I would say diabetes is one of the most popular topics that I get asked. Mm -hmm. And people will usually ask, you know, can you point me to the direction of, you know, foods in the store for people with diabetes? Is there a certain section for people with diabetes? And, you know, that's a tough question because sure, there are maybe sugar reduced products or products that are made uh, with sweeteners that someone with diabetes might consider using. Mm -hmm. But the end of the day, if you look at the store, it's so huge. It's 50,000 plus square feet of food and to say that there's only a few shelves or a section for someone with diabetes that's not right people with diabetes can eat all the same types of foods that everybody else can eat it's just about balancing your portions a little bit differently okay so you guys think it's so important you're having a diabetes wellness fair at Sobeys tell me about the reason that this was created So the Diabetes Wellness Fair was created, again, to be kind of a one-stop shop for people looking for information for diabetes. It makes so much sense to combine health and wellness with food. So in our Sobeys store, um, we're going to have a bunch of different events going on, and the whole store and the pharmacy team will be involved in that. So people can come down to the store and engage in learning about diabetes in a place that makes so much sense, you know, where they actually make those food choices. Right. So some of the things you guys have going on, I'll list them and you tell me what they are. Okay. Cool. Um, What's health screening? Health screening. So we actually have a few organizations coming into the store. So Diabetes Canada will be present and they're doing their can risk uh, assessment for diabetes. So whether you have diabetes or not, uh, there's something for everybody with this event. And that specific screening tool um, 
can determine your risk of developing diabetes. So if you know that it runs in the family and you're worried about your own health or the future health of or your future health, um, you can do that risk assessment screening. We have the Refit Center coming in doing a cardiac age screening as well. So find out the age of your heart uh, and the Kidney Foundation will be there too. You're tying in flu shots with this also. Let's talk about that, the importance of a flu shot. Absolutely. Yes. And we were talking about that earlier. And, you know, the flu shot is is offered free of charge at our Sobeys pharmacy. Mm -hmm. But linking it into diabetes, people with diabetes um, are at higher risk of becoming really ill from the flu. And that's just related to the condition itself. So, again, being that one stop shop for wellness, we're offering the free flu shots for people with diabetes or without anybody, really. Right. You guys are doing food samples also. Is that food samples geared towards a healthy diet for diabetes or we're talking anybody, period? Uh, Of course. Always food samples. Um, We have our in-store chef doing a demonstration that day. We have Manitoba Hemp Harvest coming down to do uh, food demos with their products. And our whole store will be involved too. So each department will have samples of a diabetes-friendly food item. On your poster it says an afternoon of learning so i guess all of that ties into the afternoon of learning right that's what people can expect Exactly. When you come into the store, we'll have stations set up throughout the store. And upon entering, you'll get a little passport and it will guide you to each station. So you know where everything is and what you can do um, to kind of follow the store as a journey and stop at all these different food samples and health screening and the pharmacy and and meet the whole team that will be there. Right. The store is so big, it is kind of a journey, right? Exactly. Um, Okay. So let's give people some basic information in closing about, uh, you know, where it is, when it is, what time it runs. So our uh, event is Friday, November 17th, and it's in the afternoon from 2 to 5. It's free for everybody, and it's located at our Sobeys Extra Store at 2850 Pemina Highway. It's our Diabetes Wellness Fair. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. That was Sobeys Pharmacy Dietitian Jessica Welachenko talking about the Sobeys Diabetes Wellness Fair. That's taking place November 17th. And up next, Gail and Greg from Cordova Tapas and Wine on Albert Street. They're coming up on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the main ingredient. Cordova Tapas and Wine on Albert Street has become one of the hottest spots to hang out with friends and enjoy great food, wine, and beer. Owners Gail and Greg are from France and Spain, and they wanted to bring a taste of their home to Winnipeg. No point in me doing all the talking. So why don't we start by you two introducing yourselves and telling us what led you here to our fine city. Okay. So uh, my name is Gail. Um, so I'm from Belgium. Mm-hmm. I lived in uh, Brussels. And then um, my university in Brussels sent me in Winnipeg in 2011. And then uh, I met uh, Greg at university. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I stayed for at least uh, four till five months. And then uh, and then I went back to uh, Belgium. I graduated and I came back in Winnipeg like two years after, so in 2013. Mm-hmm. What made you come back here? Like, okay, so you went back home and graduated? Yeah. And then you decided to come back? Exactly, yeah. Why did you uh, decide to come back? Well, because it was Greg, uh, when I came back in 2011, mm-hmm. we were always talking about like doing something a little bit like European. We wanted to open like a, a restaurant, a bar or something like with European flavor. Yeah. So when you when you went back home, you guys were still communicating, you were still talking. Yeah. yeah so yeah, basically kind of. what happened is I, I, I came to Winnipeg a bit earlier. Yeah. In 2010, right. to like follow a full program okay. at the University of Saint Boniface, mm-hmm. and and so we just met through one of the student union, you know, uh, event. 
It was like about cruise at the time. It was it was about cruise. Yeah, it was very uh, very awesome. And you know, as as European, we just kind of just sympathize more, just just because of that. And uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, so we we made along that, and he, he went back to Belgium. Yep. We kind of just like stayed uh, in contact. And you were still and here. You're I was still in Winnipeg, and as I was fi- visiting my family in France, I kind of just also made a detour to Brussels, and we kind of went on a trip together, and just good contact. Also, to look at all the Belgian beer too, because yeah. that's such yeah, a, you, an amazing. You, you got to test that out. That <laughs> 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 good ones. Um, so, Greg, what what brought you here to Canada initially? For me, it was uh, it was a student exchange program when I was sixteen. So it's been uh, it was in two thousand eight. So it's been it's been a very long time, and mm-hmm. you know we just got a very good contact between you know me and that person from Winnipeg and. Mm-hmm. For two summer, he came to France, and I came back to Winnipeg for a couple of weeks, and eventually I just took a look at the University of St. Boniface and decided to move here after high school. Nice. And you decided to stay? And I stayed eventually. Yeah, I got my permanent residency and, you know, got a job, and I like it. Nice. Small city, you know, people are very nice. It's very easy to get anywhere, so it's very good to live in, too. It is. It's very nice. Apart um the winter. <laughs> so you leave. Yeah. Dale, you leave and you, and you guys are having a conversation about possibly opening a restaurant. What about opening something? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a restaurant or a bar. Like we also had a couple ideas about like because yeah. guy worked in very you know high class, very fancy restaurant too in Belgium, and ideally we we were not sure if we wanted to go for a restaurant or a bar because right. it's kind of like a bit different. To, to be honest, when I came in 2011, it was the first time I came to I came to. Um, um, Canada, mm-hmm. America in general, and then um, I was I'm not gonna say I was complaining, but I was like always looking for like good food, and there's like a potential to do something, yeah, for sure. Right, if, so, if there's something that well, if there's a need and you there's, exactly, there's yeah. something that you, that's not here, then you might as well fill that need, right? Exactly. With like like plates that just use like ingredients that we have in Europe, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just very raw and base ingredients that are just very common you know in france or belgium so right so so obviously that was the reason why you guys opened it that was the reason why you opened open mm-hmm. cordovas yeah 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 for the most part yeah mm. for the lack of you know that food that that quality that yeah because we know that winnipeg have foodie so for sure so <laughs> and uh, i think there is more and more like trendy restaurant opening mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think there was like a sp- there is a space for everybody mm-hmm and uh, a lot of for local local food for local sure. owners so mm-hmm. yeah we thought that we had maybe a chance to to do something nice what's the reception been like since you've opened yeah um well we we both think that um, uh, if our staff is happy i mean it's gonna reflect on the service and on the customers right mm-hmm. so we we give a lot of freedom. We gotta, yeah, exactly. To everyone who works there, you know, we consult them a lot to see like what well, we can improve, what what went wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and and we try to just learn from that for like the next days, and and we always improve. You know, first <laughs> first week wasn't like the best, but you know, we definitely learn from that one, and you know, yeah. yeah. And just to give you an example, like we don't have uh, we don't have section. 
you know, so everybody go like all the server goes to all the tables. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah that's so why we th- try. That's to why, like, if you you're gonna be greeted maybe by uh, like this server, and then another server is gonna come take your order, mm-hmm. and then another one will bring you maybe the the dish. Even the chef goes in the in to the, the tables in, to the tables to bring Present. the dish. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! So, how does that work out? How has that worked out? Um, you know, amongst everybody. Well, it's just a, a habit, you know, like uh, we all know, like when we need to do something, yep. like if someone comes as the first one, the first server is going to see the customer will go and greet them. Um, and usually like the chef is going to do this when he knows he can squeeze, uh, you know, a minute yeah. to do so, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, we just trust him that, you know, the other dish are going to be fine and he's going to take care of this and he's yeah. getting very good help too mm-hmm. in the kitchen. So, And just to no give problem. you a, like... We, for the tips, it's the same. We share the tips, like yeah, uh, very evenly. Very evenly. Yeah, right. So you know, even yeah. The so there's no animosity there. Everybody yeah, does exactly. equal work, and you just, yeah. just get to work. It's a teamwork. Yeah. Hey, you what guys we had to do is like what we wanted to do is was to like prevent competition mm-hmm. between like team members because mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what you know. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to try to be super nice with the customer just because you're looking for the tips, and we just want to get right of this because. You no, know, even in Europe, <laughs> there isn't that much tips. You know, you get like a euro or two on your old bill. Yeah, here it's the That's, exact opposite, you right? Know, here exactly. it's like it's very. You know, it's 10, 15, 20%, and that's just very, very common, right? Right. If you don't tips, then yeah. you're not getting. If you have your service, own section, right? Yeah, if you have your own section, then everybody just looks out for their customers. Yeah, for their customers. Meanwhile, right, you know, right. a table could, could need something or something needs to be cleared over there, and they mm-hmm. don't care because they're just. Yeah kind of looking out for their own but like tiny things like bringing water you know always be smiling and those things are just so enormous for like service you Mm -hmm. know to provide very good service to customers and I think so far like very good feedback on that people are really like that they really enjoy like the the waitresses smiling and you know chatting with them too because that's one thing you know sometimes you just don't have time to really talk with the customer and, Mm -hmm. and we try to do this as much as we can you guys were working when we got there. I can have you guys in there watching you guys. <laughs> Running, uh, like you guys are like got your sleeves rolled up and work, and I'm like, it Holy was not crap. too too busy when you came. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like Friday night it was. Yeah, that's Friday night. It was. Really? Yeah. Back with more about Cordova Tapas and Wine when the main ingredient returns. I'm here with Gail and Greg, the owners of Cordova Tapas and Wine, located at 93 Albert Street. And the term I hear most often when people are talking about Cordova is hidden gem. So as this hidden gem gets discovered by more and more people, how are you guys going to keep that cozy, intimate feel? Well, we, you know, <laughs> I think we uh, we started with, it was just Gail and I kind of like doing the cooking too and like the service and, and slowly we just, you know, as we were getting more attention, mm-hmm. we just worked with more people and, and, and so far we have a very good team of almost, what, seven, eight people and... You know, I'm sure we can always bring new people too to the team and like just to compensate that. Yeah, and we hope it's gonna be like busier because the atmosphere will be even better. I mm-hmm. think we really want to have this tapas atmosphere, you know, when people finish their job at five o'clock they just come and everybody has a drink and even everybody like st- stand up, you know. They're not like sitting at the table. So just stand up and going everywhere mm-hmm. and talking to everybody. That's what we want. That was really exactly. important for like a tapas bar mm-hmm. opposed to a restaurant. It was yeah. like the ability to, you know, take your plate and go to the next table or stay at the bar, just uh, standing up, you know, and 
but you're not locked into one place yeah. where it's just like exactly. that's your table and that's where you sit you're kind of like you know what if you want to mingle with so and so over there go do it yeah exactly. so it's, it's, it's you see it yourself right it's not so. very formal is that how it is where you guys are from yeah uh, well I would say like we don't have a lot of uh, tapas bar mm -hmm. in France like even in France we, we get a lot of that inspiration from Spain mm -hmm. um But in Spain, they have they have this very well in place like tapas bar, and it's very it's very casual. You know, you just walk in the street, you just stop for lunch, you grab tapas or two, glass of wine, and, and you're already on your way. Mm. And and that brings a lot of traffic, right? It's yeah. just like small conversation. You're gone. You go to the next bar. Yeah, turnover is high. And, and that's nice, mm -hmm. right? that's that, that's really what we're looking for. Yeah, we're yeah. it's very important to understand that we are not a restaurant for sure. Mm -hmm. So. It's much more, much more ca casual. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's also why we open for, like, for the night shift rather than for lunch. Right. As we were just starting, because we wanted to really inculc, like, just um, just pass along the fact that you know we wear a bar, right? Not not a restaurant, right? Do you guys ever plan to open for for lunch? It's we'll, kind of a we'll, different we'll, animal, right? We'll lunch be opening time. for lunch, yeah. uh, possibly next week or the following week. Mm -hmm. So it's very imminent. It's coming, mm -hmm. yeah. How are you going to try to keep that same feel? Because usually lunchtime is, you know, business people who are need to get in and out. So how do you keep the same kind of relaxed feel, you know, during lunchtime? Well, you know, tapas bar is, isn't always so relaxed. Even like in Spain, it's very, it's very dynamic. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things happening. And, and for lunch, I think it's going to be perfect because, you know, it's a very fast service too. Yeah. So we'll be offering, um, you know, salads, soups and uh, and paninis. Mm. But like very yeah. good paninis. It's going to be a very short menu. Bread too. And um, yeah, very, uh, very short menu as well to keep things like very simple. For sure. But tasty, you know, very good ingredients, European ingredients, and you know, that's gonna be good. You guys do a good blend of blending European ingredients, but with local products also too, right? That's, that's we try as much as possible. We um, we actually use uh, bread from this bakery, local bakery. It's called uh, Sleepy Hall Bread. Yep, it's super good. They make mm. all their bread from three ingredients and always fresh. And yeah, that's that's always where we try to target. You know, even for quality purposes, and it always tastes good. You know, good ingredients makes good food. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's good that we. Oh my God, we ate a ton of food. I, I, I was so full. I remember that platter, it was right? like awesome, yeah. super good. Um, let's talk about the design of the restaurant. You guys did a ton of work yourselves to build, design it. How was how did how did that process go? It was a long process. It was every single day for almost six months yeah. because you know we had uh, four four months to do the renovation. Yeah. And we just ran late because we had to do all of it. And uh, one of the things that really killed us, I think, was to um, we had to paint all the wall. The wood was painted with um, three or four coating of paint. Yeah, just and we just had to paint now. strip this with, I think, yeah. four different heat gun, you know, and yeah. spatula. Like, how long did that take? And then he told me that I'm like, a how month and a half. How long? Month and a half <coughs> for like two strivings of yes. paint. A month and a half, and we had friends coming every day. Well. Was first, first, week, they, first week they came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're never going to be finished. <laughs> oh, I'm busy right now. I'm exactly. busy again. That's how it happened. Mm -hmm. Was there a point ever when you were stripping it that you thought we should have left it? 
No, never. The problem is, as soon as you start, yeah. it's, it's yeah. over. Right, right. <laughs> what are you going to do? do? Right. The first you, little you do yeah, it. You it's, going. it's nearly a shame to put like a, a paint on such a nice wood. You totally. Know, it's like, yeah, it's a very, it's a heritage building too. I mean, yeah. like, it, it must have been so beautiful when the wood was first, you know, put in place. Yeah. yeah it shouldn't be actually yeah. authorized, I think, like... Right, it should it should have remained as it was. Yeah, but you guys have, to have it still looks awesome, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, that we we, uh, we also got very lucky because the ceiling was gold yeah. when we got the space, and that was really the, the one thing that was already there. Mm-hmm. And we just got that color back to repaint a lot of things and use you know gold as as the main color for yeah. a theme, and you know with the light with the wood and just like the the very cozy lights, it, it brings very the atmosphere together yeah, very nicely. Awesome. So. That's good. I guess the break you got on the ceiling being gold, the walls, the stripping the walls made up for that, didn't it? Yes, <laughs> very much. Got a break much. in one area, but not in another. Is running a restaurant what you thought it would be before you opened it? So now, you're, now you've are now you been open, you're working there day to day. Is what you thought in your mind, you know, you guys are discussing it for, you know, however many months you do the renovations and now you're open. How close is it to to the idea of what you wanted it to be? Or what you thought it would be. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> um, since I, I had quite uh, not gonna say long long experience, but I work like a lot in restaurant right. as a student. So I we had a. I'm not surprised how it works. Uh, I yeah. don't think it's too too hard. I think it's long days. That's for sure. Um, but you guys obviously aren't afraid of hard work. And, and, right? and I think yeah. I had a, like a much better understanding of you know the restaurant industry than I did. Greg and Gael from Cordova Tapas and Wine are my guests today on The Main Ingredient. And we'll return after a brief pause for commercials. Be right back. Greg and Gael from Cordova Tapas and Wine are my guests today on The Main Ingredient. Gael, I know you've spent a lot of time in restaurants, whereas Greg is a software engineer. So were you ever worried that he may not like running a restaurant after you guys open? We all know that running a restaurant looks so glamorous and fun when you're a customer, but the reality of running a restaurant is sometimes very different. No, I, I knew I knew that he'd, he'd love it because even if he works in a restaurant, he can still do like all what he likes, like computing, like this software and stuff. Right, like right. he set up the the software that we use for for oh, the yeah, that's restaurant. Is is uh, doing a a lot of uh, New administrative and yeah. Paper stuff, store. Paperwork. Yeah. It's still like in this kind right. of yeah, exactly. So we are very like complimentary for this. Yeah. So, so no, I'm. I think the key was really to try, because like when you look at, at a business like that, I think you you have to really look at all different things that you got to put in place, mm-hmm. and that you got to be able to man- manage properly for your business to sustain, right? And and you know what. We looked at all these things, the management, the accounting, and, you know, the service and the food, and, you know, we're just tackling each of these issues one by one, and eventually, over the the first couple of months, we, you know, find, we just found our routine, right. you know, established, like, how, like, just a pattern, and, and who does what, and, and slowly we just work this out, and, you know. It's probably a lot easier when you guys are different. Sometimes people naturally gravitate to certain tasks, right? Whereas if, if, if you're a lot alike and you like the, the same things it's, and, you know, maybe you dislike certain tasks, it would almost be hard to get someone to do them if you don't like 
doing the same things, right? Like you're the software guy. You do the you mm-hmm. put in the POS and all kind of stuff. Well, that's not what he right. does. He does certain other things. So it's kind of like, well, it's kind of an easier split as far yeah, as who's going to do what, right? And things that you both don't do, well, we'll just pay for someone to do. I that. think we don't see each other during the day because we are on the almost yeah, yeah because so. we we have such a different schedule too, different tasks. Yeah, but we most of the time we're we're still going to try and tackle each of uh, this issue, you know, unless it's like something very important, then mm-hmm. we would just ask, you know, for professional services for this. Right. But otherwise, we, we kind of like to, you know, tackle it, try to learn. And, you know, we make a couple of mistakes, but usually we just learn more. Right. It's not about not making mistakes. It's yeah, exactly. Learning, we, learning we make a lot of go, mistakes, right? but we learn a lot. And that's, that's the plus value of it, I think, you yeah. know, so about I, being able to not make that mistake again and, you know, understand how it works for sure it's very important sure I, I keep saying you guys are so young only because i compare you to what i was doing at your age and it wasn't that believe me you guys are like miles <laughs> ahead it's awesome um let's talk about the wine and beer selection what was the wine that we had that is now my favorite wine i thought it was phenomenal the wine that oh, we had, had, had uh, it was a camacha i think was it i took a picture i took it because i had to because i, I think had to you make had sure the chocolate too no i don't think so where is it I think it was a Garnacha. Yeah, Garnacha. They got them. Mm. Is that a popular one? It's one of the most popular, yeah, for sure. That is like, it's, oh my God, it's smooth. Yeah, um, you like oh, it? It's awesome, right? My wife kind of gives a stamp of approval on, yes, this is it. I, I like a lot of things, but I really like that one. That was good. Um, so let's talk Very about smooth. how you guys selected your, your, your wines and, and your beer selections. Yeah, well, for the beer, like, for sure, we wanted, like, uh, Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. We do believe that they are we, the best beer in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a very it's a very honest truth. We have more than no a, bias there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you if you check the microbreweries today in Winnipeg, like they do it in a Belgian way, so yeah. maybe yeah. it's. No, and no, know, I, love, it, I love the Belgian. I love Belgian so beers. Even right. even when you um, when you live in France, and there's a reason why. In France, there is so much wine and not that many beers. Yeah, because we just all go to Belgium to get the beers. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so yeah, we don't try to compete with Belgian beer because you know they usually they're very well crafted to have very very unique taste. You know, like right. it's it's impressive how you can drink Belgian beer and it's eleven point five percent. But it's so light; it doesn't taste that way. Almost tastes light because light. Right? that's how well exactly. crafted it was. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's also m- many are made by monks. Still in Abbey, so it's not like. Is it really still? Yeah, yeah. Is it? very, like very the, traditional. So actually, like eleven beer in the world, which are made by monks still, and nine of them are from uh, Belgium. Wow! And I think we've got maybe seven, fe- seven of them so far. So, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. So far, I think we've uh, <laughs> we're about twenty-three or twenty-five Belgian beer yeah. that you can actually find here in Manitoba. Mm. And, uh, well, and how we many different kinds do you guys carry? How many different kinds of Belgian beer do you guys carry? Almost thirty. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, twenty-five uh, Belgium. I, See, I was too busy about, drinking about wine. twenty-five Belgian beer, and then we have like Estrella, you know, the Dora Dam made by Estrella as well. And yeah, we have Guinness. Well, we Guinness. we just have European beer, and uh, maybe Corona for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also bringing yeah. uh, three new beer. On special order yep. from Belgium, so so mo- nobody will have them in Manitoba, not even like the Lico Mart. Okay, well, I think you know what. I think you should 
Tell me when they come in so I can come and test them and make sure that they All right. live up to your stamp. <laughs> well, the week of uh, the 25th of November, yep. they should be here. And uh, we're also bringing the glasses too. Very yep. unique glasses. They're, they're like a flute, you know, very high. And uh, yeah, it just brings the experience of drinking that particular beer, like... Yeah. Exactly. To a different degree, I think, you know. Nice. How it is in Belgium. Like, if you were to order this, be this beer in Belgium, then, you know, it would, it would be served in that glass. And that's, very, that's something very unique because it's, it's a hard thing to, to bring the glasses and the beer. For sure. Yeah. It's a whole experience. And about the wine, uh, yeah, just European wine. Just because of our background. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. It's almost like the reason that you started in the first place. You wanted to bring things that were in your country yeah. here for people to taste. So we're talking food, wine, the whole the whole gamut. Yeah, and so, so something we're missing, you know, like, it, and even for Francophone, like we, you know, we have a lot of Francophone friends here just because we speak French. So I think we're just all talking about how we're missing, you know, like a place is very European and there isn't that many in, uh, in Winnipeg and you know I think I think the beer and the wine and, and you know the the products like the food is just like what makes it unique I think sense. once uh, once people hear this you guys are screwed you're gonna be like super busy you're gonna <laughs> be a love-hate thing right you're gonna curse me after this um, okay so let's talk let's in, in wrapping up let's talk about uh, general information where you guys are located what your hours are how people can get a hold of you, you know, if they want a, information about your restaurant or just talk to you about whatever. Okay, we are located at 93 Albert Street in the Exchange District. Uh, we are currently we are currently open at five till uh, midnight from Tuesday till Wednesday, mm -hmm. five till two from Thursday till uh, Saturday night. So we still serve food until uh, two a.m during the weekend and uh, and yeah we'll be opening for lunch in two weeks and that's going to go from 11 in the morning to um, 2 in the afternoon and nice. then we'll be opening again at 4 yeah, for the night shift that was Gail and Greg from Cordova Tapas and Wine located at 93 Albert Street thanks for coming in guys and don't forget to check out Sobeys Diabetes Wellness Fair on November 17th at Sobeys Extra at 2850 Pemina Highway Thanks to Sobey's Extra Pharmacy Dietitian, Jessica Welichenko, for coming in to tell us about that. That's it for the main ingredient today. Please be safe this weekend, and thank you to all the veterans whose service and sacrifice we are celebrating this weekend. Talk to you all next week here on 680 CJOB.